Welcome to Living Well with Ann Beal. Our show is a health show, a lifestyle show, and an empowerment show rolled into one. Get ready to hear some stories of success, healthy living tips, and suggestions to get motivated and live your best life. Now, here is your host, Ann Beal. Welcome to the show today. I am so glad you are listening. I have a wonderful treat. I have Edith Nam. She is here today, and she is 89 years old. She is a cancer survivor and author of eight books on stress management and specifically eliminating chronic stress. She is a professor at Brooklyn College, and she has dedicated her life to getting rid of chronic emotional stress. Edith, welcome to Living Well. Thank you, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, when you said a cancer survivor, when specifically speaking, people raise their eyebrows. It is a multiple cancer because I am um, a survivor of thyroid, breast, colon, and liver cancer, and all in the latter part of my life. So it is really a unique experience that I've gone through. And uh, as a result, uh, well, not just the, the cancer, but my whole life experiences as an educator and a counselor, as well as an author, were based upon what I strongly believe is making people aware of what's going on in your brain every second of your life, what's going on in your busy body systems every second of your life. I'm emphasizing the word second because things change from second to second, and I want to raise the awareness of that. So, (laughs) well... That was all in keeping with the fact that multiple cancer survivor addresses one of the greatest fears that people have, whether it's the person identified as the patient or it's the people surrounding them. It is raising the word fear in capital letters and I want people to learn the strategies that I believe can empower them to overcome fear, anger, and sadness. Does that make sense? Oh, that that's, yes, definitely. And I, I think that really it sounds like you've made this your life legacy to pass yes. this information on. Yes, it really is. <laughs> uh, I want my voice to be heard to, uh, so that... People of all ages will understand and what the complex concepts are, I have tried to simplify and address it so that it is legible and understood and simplified is one of the major words because uh, it's, it's like simple math. Energy is either positive or it's negative. It can't be anything in between. So it means plus or minus. And to people to understand that it is your brain that is the most dramatic, dynamic processing center in this whole world. And to be aware of the 
fact that we function on emotional energy and chemical energy. Emotional energy is we function on our feelings, whether you're feeling joy, happiness, hope, love, or whether you are functioning on being mad, sad, and scared, anger, fear, and, uh, and worry and anxiety. Two separate programs, and I've tried to simplify it so that, well, I've tried to simplify it. I can go into that further because I want to raise awareness of the fact that words, which are the roots of our communication, determine the kind of program we function on each day because every day is a new beginning. And we are programmers of our own uh, brain. And what's going on in the brain determines whether we'll have a good day or a bad. Because the in simplifying it, there's a memory data bank and it's stored in the brain. Every single experience that we have from the second we're born to the second we are no longer here is stored in your memory data bank under two separate programs. One is what I call PEP, the positive energy power. The other is TNT. And we all know that in handling computers, you don't use two programs at the same time. It's one or the other. And it is up to us to understand what the programs are and we make the decision. And it's all based on the kind of menu and words because words form your thoughts. Your thoughts affect what you believe. What you believe determines your attitude. Your attitude influences your behavior and your relationships. So it's very difficult to uh, change a relationship and change your behavior and change your attitude unless you understand which program you are on. Does this make sense? It does. So hold up a minute. Let's back up. I know you know so much about the brain. And it is amazing to me when I was reading your book, Change to a Positive Mindset and Extend Your Lifeline. Um, and then talking to you just how much you understand and you simplify it down even for parents to be able to explain it to their kids way to relieve stress. But I, but I want to ask you, being 89, that is quite a symbol of stress management, especially being a cancer fi- survivor and being 89. What at what age did you get cancer? Uh, well, it started twenty five years ago. I uh, see. I am an, not only an educator, but a guidance counselor. In a, I've had over twenty five years experience in a junior high in the New York City school system. I never thought I would retire. I felt that uh, it was my home away from home, and I've had the pleasure and joyful experience of enjoying every single thing I have done uh, as far as education and counseling is concerned. However, 25 years ago, I was diagnosed with the thyroid cancer, and then... um, 
Isaac recognized that it would be too much pressure for me as the single guidance counselor of the junior high to uh, to function after that. So I did retire. What to do after retirement? Mm-hmm. That was my opportunity. See, fortunate out of unfortunate circumstances to explore an interest that I've had for well over 50 years, and that was to become a certified specialized handwriting analyst. And that's what started another chapter in my joyful journey because uh, I discovered the power of the brain and the connection of the brain. And I am still very fascinated and passionate about the discovery, and that's what I want to share. So when I was diagnosed with uh, breast cancer, that was, uh, I think, 15 years ago, 15 or 16. Uh, It was time for me to put into practice everything strategy that I have ever used. And that was saying to myself, self-talking, because we self-text ourselves 24-7, that I am a survivor, I am a winner, and I could say that hundreds of times. Well, having the breast cancer, three months later, uh, I was diagnosed with the colon cancer and uh, then a year later was uh, the liver cancer and that was the most difficult recovery and um, took a lot a lot of self texting to myself and practicing what I teach all the time it is now going to be 14 I think 14 years since the liver surgery, and um, (laughs) I'm still passionate about everything, and I want people to understand that they do have the power to change their thinking, to change their behavior, to change, uh, free themselves from fear and from anger and from sadness, and it's done the right way, W-R-I-T, yes, I was the thinking, way I spell it. <laughs> I was thinking when I put that in my advertisement for the show that people would think I spelt it incorrectly. But yes. really, your handwriting background going, you came down to Texas for that degree, didn't you, to get the handwriting background? Mm-hmm. I thought so. Um, that is amazing how I never realized from reading about the writing exercises and how handwriting in the brain, um, it was really fascinating hearing how you can tell a child's emotional feelings, yeah. their growth, their energy level, um, yeah. and, and if they're depressed or if they're angry. And yes. If, yeah. That was amazing. In fact, you can tell it about anybody's handwriting uh, because I have, uh, well, it's my own, I am I, the letters I and M and I, the immediate mood indicator, the exercise that I teach in the course that's in the book as well as when I'm teaching it in school. And it is so dramatic because when the brain 
wants to express its ideas and its thoughts uh, and its feelings, it contacts the neuromuscular system of your hand and your fingers. And your hand and your fingers pick up the pen. And the pen and your fingers are recording what your brain is expressing it. It's handwritten, but it is brain writing. Does that make sense to you? Well, yes, and I, I was wondering for journaling, which is one of the things I always have my clients do, journaling yes. really helps relax you. I was reading more about what you wrote about that. Yes, yes, yes. It's the right, I believe it's the right, 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 right way to relieve emotional stress, and it's immediate, and it then leaves room for going on to positive energy power because you've gotten rid of toxic negative energy and people do not place much significance upon writing and that's what I want to create um, an example. For example, in class, I will present people with two pieces of blank, unlined paper And I will say to them, what do you like and love to see, to hear, to smell, to taste, to touch? And on the other sheet of paper, and it doesn't require pages and lines, just refer to what do you love and you like. On the other online sheet of paper, what do I hate and dislike? to see, to touch, to smell uh, uh, as well. And then when they have finished, and that only takes five minutes because it's not a whole story, I then tell them on the one that is what you like and you love, in the upper right-hand corner, put the number one. On the lined, unlined paper that you wrote what you hate and you dislike, put the number two in the upper right-hand corner. Now, take a look. Do you see any difference in what you can see just immediately? Well, it, it, it fascinates me when I see the reaction of people. In five minutes, I don't think I'm the same person. Why? Because what you don't like and you dislike comes across very different from what you are expressing in what you like and you love. Because emotions are reflected in your handwritten communication. And this is what I find so fascinating, that if people will be done, you know, my goal is not to teach handwriting analysis. My goal is to make people aware of a simple, accurate, graphic way to get in touch with their feelings every time you put your pen to paper. And as I said, it's learning to see only two small factors related to handwriting analysis, and that is what message do the baselines form as you are writing and the T-bars, what do they show and tell in your handwritten messages? And this is why I have coined the phrase, it is your IMI, your immediate mood indicator. 
It will tell you immediately whether your level of optimism and pop energy is high or low. If it is low, there is the section in the book that tells you what do you do to relieve emotional stress of anger, fear, and sadness. And it is so dramatic, and I get so excited when I see how people become aware of what what is available to prevent chronic emotional stress. Does that make sense? Oh, yes. And, you know, I... I'm amazed by the handwriting. When you had told me you were a handwriting analyst and I read more about that, it wasn't until I got into the books that I really began to see, especially some of the books on um, child handwriting and the positive parenting for children, that it really made sense to me about how it comes out in your writing. And some of the exercises that are in these books tell you how to use your writing or even the doodles. You talk about doodling, which I just think is cool because a lot of kids doodle and a lot of adults during meetings will doodle, okay? And so doodling is actually very therapeutic. Yes. Well, you know, when it comes to the doodling, uh, and I I do believe smile doodling is a unique uh, strategy in my book because if you're doodling two dots in a curve, it's the ideal way to, to relieve your stress from head to toe. Doodling smiles relieves emotional stress. Doodling curved shapes can relieve muscle tension. I'll give you an example that you can apply instantly, even while we're talking. If you write the, uh, the um, capital letters O and K, well, Okay is okay. It's a word. And if you would put two dots in a curve in each letter O, what have you got? You've got a smile. And the bigger the O, the more space for bigger smiles. And I can guarantee you, if you're feeling the slightest bit of tension and stress, it will disappear in a matter of seconds. And the two dots in a curve gives you the pep, the positive energy to go where you wish to go. It is so immediate. If I'm on the phone and waiting to be heard and they tell me how important my call is and that I may have to wait for um, 15 minutes or 20, I always have pen and paper and I start doodling that. And believe me, it reduces your feelings of stress. Well, that is incredible to know. Do you um, feel like you learned a lot of opposite things or things that you didn't, that you feel like, wow, I wish I'd been doing that for the first 64 years? No, because I've been doing it for more than 64 years. (laughs) Oh, you have. Okay. Because I was wondering if it was the cancer that really had you learn so much about stress management, or is it just kind of ironic that you already knew so much about stress management ahead of time? Uh, Well, being a guidance counselor, when guidance began to first raise its head, people were not even aware of that term. Uh, I was, um, as I said, with more than 20 years' experience as the guidance counselor. Many of these strategies 
that are in the book started when I was the guidance counselor. But we learn things new all the time, every single day. I'm still learning new things. And the more you learn, the more you stimulate your brain. This is what they now referred to in the neuroscience departments of research in all the hospitals, that there is connections and growth when you stimulate the brain. This is why it's highly recommended that you look, well, I say, start a smile file of what are your favorites, favorites, actions, favorite music, favorite arts. You are equipped for positively energized activities that will constantly stimulate. The more you stimulate your brain, the more connections are made. This continues to the last second. This is what they are referring to when they put um, patients under the MRI to see the activity in the brain, depending upon what they're thinking. This is what is now being practiced about the effect of music that it can have on patients that have dementia and also Alzheimer's, that there is the connection of, and I've said this for more than 25 years, that if someone is experiencing that, I say, what kind of music did they enjoy when they were very young? Get it, play it for them, and there is a, a, a marked difference in the response that, that takes place. It is stimulating the brain every second of your life, and there is no such thing as too late. As long as you will understand what you can do by learning to look at things, to experience, to enjoy, feature what you like, what are your favorites, that gives you the positive energy. Don't concentrate and focus on what is unfortunate, what is impossible, what is uh, what you dislike. Concentrate on what do you like, what is possible, what is uh, also fortunate. Does that make sense? Oh, yes, it really does. I, I think that for, you know, to hear you at 89 and um, how smart you are and how motivated you are and how passionate you are, people have to be wondering, is there something special about you or your family or growing up in Brooklyn did you grow up in Brooklyn? Uh, well, I, uh, I I was born in the Bronx, and until uh, I guess third or fourth or fifth grade, did I move to Brooklyn, and I've been in Brooklyn ever since. But uh, I think I have always felt a strong feeling of the the power of positive words have. I've always had fun with words. I have always loved words uh, because I'm aware of the power that it has, and I am still passionate. So when I say I have had fun and respect for words for 72 years, this started in my high school years. I was very much impressed 
by the presentation uh, of the teachers there. And this is the only thing I ever wanted to do. But when I became the certified handwriting analyst, recognizing, well, you know, people say, oh, it's in your head. Yes, the way you say, they say it is negative. But yes, it is all in your head. And it's your brain that functions from the second you're born till the second you are no longer here. And it never sleeps even when you are resting. And being aware of the the, the fantastic construction of of your brain in controlling every single function in your body and being aware of it in a simple way allows you to know what to do uh, and how to help yourself. This is what is so fabulous, that it's within our power. Having people understand the, the importance of every experience counts, every word counts, every bite counts, because there's a relationship to food, which is the chemical energy. Uh, every second counts, every step counts, every smile counts. And my hope is that people will recognize how you can increase your positive energy power and your smile mileage so that you really do have a pep lifestyle. And, uh, and they're simple strategies. When I said about the power of words, because words have the power to unite or divide, to hurt or to heal, to win peace or to wage war. And the section on the power of words is, I think, very, very important for people to understand. For example, and I started to say uh, about impossible, unfortunate uh, words, negative prefixes. Well, do you know that one way of making sure you're not on the TNT page, which is page two of that exercise that I referred to, is how many times you become aware that you say no, not never. Right. I if agree. you reduce that, you are immediately put on page one and on PEP because I cannot change. You leave out the not, what are you left with? I can change. I can succeed if you say, uh, if you drop the, the not. I never will win. You leave out the never, then you have a win. Those, that's one very fast way of switching from what I call TNT, toxic negative thinking, to THT, thinking happy, healthy thoughts. Uh, another way that is very fast is the three words, yes, I can. That gives you the pep attitude to change your behavior and your relationships. Yes, I can, in contrast to no, I can't. And the more you say it, the stronger it gets. To boost your immune system and increase your smile mileage, I say it is essential that every time you look in the mirror, 
smiles. Every time you smile while you're washing your hands and the germs are going down the drain, uh, to say that um, happy birthday or something for two minutes or so, that is stimulating your brain as well. Then to say, uh, use the words, today I celebrate the first day of the rest of my life, you are giving yourself positively energized words. And then when you say a a poem that I uh, made up, I like what I see when I look at me, is focusing on your favorite facial features. How many times do we look in the mirror and say, I don't like my eyes, I don't like my nose, I'd like to change my... um, uh, my this line, that line, I don't like my hair. Why not feature? What is it that you like? What is it that you enjoy seeing? And if you like all your features, add the word, I like what I see when I see it. When I look at me, I like my smile. I want to make my smile my style. You'd be surprised how that will boost your immune system as well as increase your smile mileage. And that's the name of the game. How much, how many smiles can you chalk up to increase your positive energy power? Does this all make sense to you? Well, yes, and I can just imagine, you know, it, what it would be like to have you as a grandmother I think of your grandkids, because I know you have grandkids. I think, wow, this is an incredible grandma. That is a wonderful place to take a break. We're going to break, and then we'll come back. And, Edith, you can share more of the 11, 11 ways to positively energize one's brain and body. You have so much knowledge. And then we also want to learn more about you. Okay. Right your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Most married men experience frustration because there are things they want from their wives but don't know how to get them. Nothing seems to work. Desires are unfulfilled, fantasies unrealized, and relationships become stagnant. Men are desperate today for a richer, deeper, more satisfying, and intimate marriage. Dr. Jim Slaughter teaches men how to have the passionate, fulfilling marriage they've always wanted. Call 817-991-4964 or email jslaughterphd at yahoo.com to begin transforming your marriage into what you want it to be. It's time to access your magic. Tune in each week to Living in the Magic of Possibilities with your host, Glenice Hughes. Our topics cover finances, personal health, business, relationships, mediumship, and so much more. If you want to access all that is possible in your life, listen to Glenice and her expert guests who've turned the impossible into the possible. Living in the Magic of Possibilities is heard live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Build your better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed.
are listening to Living Well with Ann Beal. We'd love to hear from you with comments and questions about the show. Please send us an email to ablivingwell at gmail.com. That's ablivingwell at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back. Edith and I had so much fun on the break. <laughs> I, wish, I wish I had asked her those questions on the air. We have Edith Nam, 89-year-old author, professor at Brooklyn College. And yes, I did say professor. She is a member of the BLL. And what is that, Edith? That is the Brooklyn Lifelong Learning. And it's a program that you teach in, right? Uh, yes, yes, yes. So uh, because you- I'm a member of Brooklyn Lifelong Learning. And that is the um, uh, a based, um, an academically based on the campus. It's, uh, it's a learning center at Brooklyn College. And their mission is to foster peer learning among retirees. That's where I'm teaching the course of a, journey, a, a Joyful Journey to Miles of Smiles. And that's where I also founded the Share a Smile Ambassadors, whose mission is to activate school, home, and community Share a Smile projects because the mission is to effectively relieve emotional stress, raise self-esteem, promote positive social interaction, and establish healthy relationships regardless of one's age, gender, or economic background. Uh, That is what I look forward to every time I walk into that building. (laughs) Well, no wonder you have eight books. (laughs) <laughs> I think everything you've been talking about, you can see how it would fill books. And you have two CDs because you just sent them to me. Uh, I sent the, uh, I think I sent the CD to you. I ho- hope you got it. I did. Oh, good. And I also produced two CDs about the lyrical way to positive thinking and my loving lullabies. And... Um, I love everything I've done <laughs> so that uh, I, 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 it, it's just been a joyful, joyful journey. And, well, uh, on the break, I asked you, <laughs> you correct me up how you answered, I asked you on the break if you were married. And I said, yes, August 21st, it's going to be 60 65 years or 66 years. 66 is what you told me, yes. Yes. You see, I have to sometimes hesitate because numbers do matter. 66, and that doesn't take into consideration a four-year engagement while uh, my husband was taking um, his degree in podiatry and I was getting my master's degree in, um, in guidance. And we met in uh, the last year of high school. There was a break, um, but it was reactivated three years later. So it is quite a, a few good numbers of years that we have known each other. So you have actually been together. You dated or you were engaged four years. Right. And married 66 years. Yeah. How many years did you date before you were engaged? Uh, 
I guess a year. Because, a year? <laughs> about a year. Because uh, we met, re-met, as, uh, as Larry was uh, returning to Brooklyn College, and I had already been there. And so uh, we re-met then. Okay, it, that... Mm. So, guys listening, everyone listening, that was 71 years you've you been together. I must say, you win the golden golden star for a, having been together the longest of anyone I've ever heard. Well, it's interesting because uh, we're still saying that in spite of our challenges, and we do have challenges at this point, uh, we're still friends and buddies. <laughs> it sounds like it, and I know, friends and buddies, and you have two daughters. Yes, one daughter is um, on the, in, in, in California, and her family, and uh, my other daughter, Dale, is uh, in Oregon with her family. And uh, I have four grandchildren, and as I mentioned before, uh, this Saturday will be my great-grandson's second birthday. And uh, even though I am not in California, we, we have a connection with the... Uh, the phone and the, the f- positive vibes and the pictures that I always get, uh, I'm there in spirit. And uh, when my first grandchild was born, I figured that my smile mileage went sky high. <laughs> now it is more than just sky high. It and. I feel rejuvenated with each grandchild, and I'm getting younger and younger and watching the experiences that my great-grandson is having, and um, it's a joyful, energizing experience for me. So I'm getting younger each time. (laughs) It sounds like it. And you were very calm on the air talking about your grandchildren and your great-grandson. Um, and your marriage, you were like almost jumping, so excited when we were talking about it before. And um, you probably never had any idea when you were younger how children, grandchildren, and great-grandchildren would affect your smile knowledge. That's right, I never did. And I am an only child, so I didn't have uh, siblings to uh, to relate to, so that um, yes, it's it's all a learning experience, and yes, there have been many stressful periods, but the fact is that if you believe that you can handle it, that will make you feel comfortable. But there's another important word that I want to share with everybody. That is the word unique. Unique means one of a kind, that it cannot be repeated in the same identical way. And when you realize that, it is comforting to know that there are 
internal and external dynamic changes taking place every second. So nothing ever stays the same. No set of circumstances ever repeat themselves in the same identical way. And each human being is unique. Each one has his and her own unique features biochemical profile, personality traits, experiences, viewpoint, fingerprints, and even handwriting styles. So no one can or is exactly like anybody else. And one important thing to understand, if nothing can be repeated, one second it has passed, then you don't have to spend time and energy trying to change what you can't change, which only increases your anger. However, we don't have a crystal ball. You can't tell what's going to happen one second past what is. Therefore, you cannot have a repeated anticipated pain that you experienced in the past. Therefore, no energy has to be spent on being coming fearful, anxious, and worried. The only time you can really do anything to increase your pep is in the present moment. Living in the present moment is when your thinking changes, your reactions change, and your actions. That will give you the bright future. That is where you spend your energy. Understanding that no matter what has happened, it cannot happen in the same way again. Therefore, what can you do to increase your positive energy power is spent each day because every day is a new beginning and you've got to believe that. Does that make sense? Yes, I think that's very important for people to know because regret can really cause immense depression and Mm -hmm. and people can spend a lot of time and they say that most people spend most of their thinking time in the past worried about the future that's right that's right that's why when you understand it can't be repeated spend your time on what can you do to help yourself each day that's when Positive action, well, let's start with PTA. Positive thinking creates change. Positive action makes it happen. So PTA, that's self-texting, gives your pep positive energy power. That's the way to go. Uh, I did want to tell, share with you and your listeners the fact that um, every single word whether it's positive or negative, whether it's heard or it's read or it's spoken, has the power to activate your entire body in one second and can affect your heart rate, your blood pressure, your breathing, and your digestion. And this is what is so explained in, um, in the book. To, we, di- we did say about reducing no, not, never. But I do want people to understand how that they, well, when I spoke about negative words, relate to relevant, reasonable, realistic words that begin with the prefix RE, which means again and hope, that you can always rebuild, reconsider, relax, reorganize, refresh, rejoice, 
if you understand what what I mean about focusing on the reassuring action words that can empower you to successfully overcome obstacles. I did want you to become aware of the importance of recognizing the uh, power of understanding, well, let's say, the signs of anger and what you can do. Anybody can do it immediately after listening is have paper on hand. And when you are feeling angry and frustrated and feeling miserable, you have paper. Write exactly what you're thinking. Write a letter of what it is that you're you're thinking. We're not interested in spelling and composition, (laughs) but just write exactly what it is, what you're feeling, why, and so on. And you write, write, write as much as you can until you're finished. When you're finished, tear it up. Don't mail the letter. I'm saving your postage. You tear it up and you get rid of it. It's no longer for your sight or anybody else's sight. You don't have to understand it. You just have gotten rid of toxic negative energy and made room for positive energy. And that will immediately, of course, take some deep breaths and immediately put you in position for positive energy power. So my suggestion is any time that you're feeling anger, uh, to do it because if you don't, if you don't do it, you're getting, you're subjecting yourself to repressed anger. That's level four of not hanging on to anger, and that leads to violence to oneself and to others. And if you recognize that, and you look up all about you, and you read, and you listen to what's going on in the world, there is quite a lot of respect of repressed anger that is exploding. And one way to avoid it is as soon as you feel the slightest bit of anger, get it out, get it rid of it, and it's gone. And then you have room to think of the pleasant experiences and concern yourself with positive change. Does that make sense? Yes. You know, you talk about draining the pain and I Mm -hmm. think that it's good for them to know that the writing process does do that especially with anger and I know being a cancer survivor you know how dangerous anger is even if you don't let it out in violent ways um, when you keep it in you become violent to yourself if you don't hurt yourself you can still get really sick yes 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 I believe that chronic illness is one of the results of being on chronic uh, emotional stress because you're functioning on TNT, which is only a short, short um, emergency measure because we're really designed to function on the parasympathetic nervous system, which has us functioning on... um, uh, on, on positive energy and 
allowing ourselves to be calm, cool, connected, and comfortable. You can't feel that way if you're on TNT. Well, and what would you say? What would you say the difference would be between writing it by hand, which a lot of people don't do anymore? They'll text or they'll they'll write on a computer. You know, they'll type on a computer like we used to type on a typewriter. Yeah. How how does typing it in into a document per se versus writing it on a piece of paper or because when you're when you're using the uh, computer as a, the keyboard, all letters are formed uh, uniform. When you are write, hand write, writing or handwritten communication, there are changes that take place with every letter and every word depending upon your mood. You cannot get the emotional response. Yes, it's it's good to get it out on the computer, but you don't have the connection to your feelings. You can't tell whether you're feeling positively energized or not. You can only do it when you are doing handwritten. It does make a big difference. I can't hear you. It does make a big difference. Yes, it does. As I said, if you get it out of your system, yes, it's one good way. But if you want to really get in touch with your feelings immediately after you've expressed your feelings, the only way you can do it is by learning what the T-bars show and tell, and that's explained in the book, and what the baselines are, because it is a very simple way of putting a, a ruler or a guide under the first words that you start with and seeing where do the words that finalize the statement that you're writing, do they go up, they go down, or what uh, on level. This is an indicator that can't be duplicated on a computer. Does that make sense? Yes. Now, now you talked about tearing it up afterwards. You know, it's it's interesting how tearing. I'll have kids when they're angry. You know, I'll have them color or anything like that. But when they go to tear the paper, you know, it 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 does. Um, it's very healing to tear things up. Yes, it does. <laughs> I say tear it up in as many little pieces as possible because it's still getting the negative energy out and you're feeling much better. And what is even more significant is you may find that the way you started feeling, by the time you get to the last few lines, you have you can see that you have lightened and gotten rid of a lot of negative energy. This is what I find so dramatic and so fascinating. It changes all the time. (laughs) I'm laughing because uh, even in my own, you see, every book that I wrote started out handwritten. Uh, I don't go to a computer and and formulate my ideas. It's always present with uh, pen and paper uh, with me. And, um, and, and I check my own teas. And it makes me smile when I say, well, in spite of what I've had to contend with, I'm still up there. 
<laughs> and that's a very comforting feeling. Well, you know, you talked about anger. Um, uh-huh. I have come to see that anxiety tends to be anger turned inward. People who are not comfortable with expressing anger outwardly, they'll stuff anger. And over time, it'll start turning into anxiety. Yes, yes, yes. And because so for anxiety, writing, would it work the same way to write and then tear what you yes, wrote up? Yes, uh, yes but uh, we ha- writing it out, yes, will also make fear disappear. However, there is a section on bringing positive closure to, uh, to fear by the words that you use after the word but, B-U-T. Express what you're worried and fearful and anxious about. Introduce the word but and then end up with, and I have about seven or eight lines to use to bring positive closure because you've gotten rid of your negative energy, but you're ending it up with positive words. Yes, and and you know you know um, we have two minutes, so I want to be sure that people can find you and find your books. And I know we have two websites: enam, e n a m m dot com, and you said what was your other website? Share a smile, ambassadors, all with a hyphen in between each word. dot com. Share a smile ambassadors and there's a hyphen in each one and the book and the cd are available online at amazon yes and, and you i can I, I, and i called the book my lovable huggable book and i hope people will feel the same way about it and the book is changed to a positive mindset and extend your lifeline that's one of the books what are the names of your other books uh, well, I've had the uh, Joyful Journey to Positive Parenting. I've had uh, Learning to See What a Child's Handwriting Shows and Tells, uh, which is highly technical for educators and therapists. Um, I know there's like a bunch. So if you guys will go and look on Amazon or Google um, and do you have you have a an email or a Facebook? I know you have a LinkedIn people can reach you on. Yes, but I haven't been being so busy. I haven't uh, updated. I plan to do that starting next week. And uh, so it's not as updated as I'd, I'd like on the Facebook, but it's still there. Well, you um, can go to my guest page if you want to learn more about Edith Nam and Go to her websites. I am so thankful you were on today. Thank you so much, Edith. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. And thank you so much, everyone, for being on Living Well. We look forward to having you on next week when we air live from the Sage Summit in New Orleans. Take care. Thank you again for joining us. Living Well with Ann Beal airs live every Wednesday morning at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We can't wait to see you again next week.